When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crogington, and we are going to soon be continuing to explore Fogbore Forest. Now, in the... Since we last met, I noticed something. I decided just to check out the Game Master's Quill to see what it was boosting, but it turns out that since I lost all my equipment near the end of Proving Grounds 5, it wasn't. It had no equipment to base its stats off, so it wasn't providing a boost anymore. So then I just had it sketch Kildra's Serpent Wing again, and it's back to providing 3 MR, 3 SP, and 2 Neville Reserve. Kildra's Serpent Wing is pretty much the best. The best item that you can you can use it on out of the things you'll normally get. There are you, know, you think you might be able to get a bit more SP and a bit a bit more SP from some things, but that that's tends to be the best because it just well I will explain it in the episode where you get it anyhow. Now, also between the between these episodes, between the, between, since the last episode, I've went up that I've went up that windowless tower six extra times. So now I have seven goblin totem blocks, which means I can put them in. I have seven seven goblin totems for the goblin totem block. I only still have only one goblin totem block. Because I don't know what would happen if you got two Goblin Totem Blocks. Well, honestly, I think that would probably be a... Well, it'd be confusing. And, anyhow. Yeah, see, so I've met... There, there's four different Totems you can get there. The Hawk, the Wolf, the Griffin, and the Grab, and the Dragon. Examine the Goblin Totem Block. The Foot... This foot-long block of engraved wood bears three small square impressions set on one of its sides. Into each of these impressions may be set a goblin totem. When all three impressions are filled, the block's power will be bestowed upon its wearer. Alright. One dragon, two griffins, two hawks, and a wolf. Place the totem in impression one, a uh, wolf. Place the totem in impression two, wolf. 
And then Hawk for number three. Okay. So for Wolf Wolf Hawk, you get one melee waiting. What if I replace the wolf with a hawk? Yeah, wolf is the lowest, is the weakest of the three. If you if it's just wolf wolf wolf, you'll probably only get one stat. But if you yeah, okay, I'll just I'll just explain it right now. Orders of power: it's wolf. Wolf is the weakest, then Hawk, then Griffin, then Dragon is the strongest. So, okay, I'm just going to put the Dragon in. Placing Wolf with Dragon. And that boosts me to two melee waiting and two stamina points. Which is quite nice, really, for... It doesn't take up a slot. It's not really that difficult to get. I mean... It does take a little while to go through the windowless tower, but you do get 128 experience to general each time, so. So it's something. Anyway, there will be a way around having to get three grab. Anyway, gonna replace the two hawks with griffins. And then that makes the stats. Three melee waiting and four stamina points. Now, if I want to get any higher, well, I'm going to have to find a couple more dragons. And I can get much better stats. Anyhow, time to explore the woods now. Most of the encounters you find are generic. Uh, you just fight something and you get some loot and some gold. And of course the nothing message. You know what, I'm going to pause this until we get a suddenly. And then we'll, then, and then I might not even unpause it then. You know, depending on whether the suddenly's something actually new. Suddenly. Not far inside the southern ends of the forest, you come upon the scene of a recent battle. The shattered remains of a single ocean <coughs> scattered about the fog-covered forest floor. After a close examination of the immediate area, and discovering few discernible clues, you determined the slayer of the Otorok was a human wielding some sort of large, blunt instrument. Who could it be? We really don't know. Could be the guy that we met earlier, who said it will help us to rekindle the flame of Bellwood and all that. I mean, he's probably a lot more powerful than he initially expected, because the whole, he can go into Fogborough for just a casual stroll. Most people can't do that. Most people, if they go into Fogborough, they die. Because it's just one of those very dangerous areas. I mean, it's so dangerous that you have to have a wall around a town that's just near it. Just near it. You need a wall around the town. Most, even, most, most of the towns you meet, they don't have a wall. I mean, you've 
got a wall around Talonus, because well, that's the capital. They they got the money for that. But but the most of the towns, no wall. Presumably they all, if something turns up, they just hide in the church or the pub or run away. Because presumably they just it, the chance of a huge monster attack isn't quite isn't quite likely enough to justify probably missing a harvest or something because you spent all your time building the wall or I assume or maybe it's just that admittedly in a lot of fantasy games it there's monsters everywhere but no one really acts like it it's just yeah you take three steps outside the town and you'll be attacked by monsters but you'd never guess that from everyone in the world they just travel around trade move farm to do all the normal stuff but some and they somehow manage to supply all these shops and apparently kingdoms that are separated by huge tracts of monster ravaged wildernesses can just function like South Figaro is apparently part of Figaro which is not really explained we don't really know how far the borders of Figaro and Final Fantasy VI extend but there must be some sort of I mean, it's in the it's in the title, so presumably Cell Figaro is part of Figaro, even though the castle is a hundred miles away and in the middle of a desert. Which you have to, and even to get to the desert, you have to go through a monster field cave. People just it work. They they don't. Yeah, in most in most fantasies, people don't react to the presence of monsters you know in a systematic institutional level I mean yes there is a militia but I guess that's something but they don't it doesn't really seem any much more much more ingrained than say the militias you'd probably find in any medieval town where you never know when your lord might just decide we're going off to have war with some country that's really far away send some men or something like that curious as to the identity of the unknown heir of the Otrock you resolve to remain watchful for more signs of activity from someone who may prove to be a valuable ally alright that's a that's a that's a suddenly message that we'd seen before so once again, I'm just going to pause for a bit. Look, this is a new thing. Just over a mile inside <coughs> eastern edge of Fogborough, you encounter a, a group of four travellers hastily making their way south into a particularly treacherous region of the Cursed Wood. The other travellers, three men and a woman, are overjoyed upon catching sight of you and rush forward, begging you to leave them at the forest gate. Why are you in the forest? Maybe you'll explain later. The woman, Nadula, told you. 
tells you that they fled into the forest two days ago when their guarded caravan was attacked by strange wooden creatures on the road east of Fog. Well, that's a very good reason. Oshirok are probably even deadlier than, than Fogborough. You immediately realise that the wooden creatures described in horrific turns by Delena could only be Oturak. The relief on their faces of the four travellers is plainly evident. When you tell them, you'll see them safely to the edge of the wood. It's that very moment, a sound from the west captures your attention and serves to conjure your gauge about something that's about to make your impending endeavour a bit more challenging. Okay, I fully healed. <laughs> well, okay, one eight, eight SP short. Moving through the thick, fog-shrouded undergrowth, stepping steadily towards you, and the four travellers now in your charge, is a band of five Oturok. Oh, I think this is actually the first time we fought Oturok in our explorations. I guess Coratel hasn't quite built enough of them yet. That they can just wander around. The travellers begin to panic as their eyes fall upon the wooden iron beings that destroyed their guarded caravan only two days ago. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. These are more dangerous than the normal Fogborough menaces because presumably the guard they hired was enough for them to not get past Fogborough normally. But with Oturk around, oh, well. You need more guards, and better guards, or better yet, just stay the heck away from Fogborough until someone comes in and resolves it, somehow? I mean, there's a lot of adventurers around, well, not a lot, but there's a few. There's me, there's Barnabor, there's, there's, there's that guy who we see in the Goblin Claw Inn, there's, there's, there's a few others. Yeah, Thrimback. Thrimback's Thrimback still active. And Wakamakora. While he is haughty, and you do want to punch him in the face, he's good at this adventuring stuff. You know, when we don't beat him to it. With a commanding voice, you instruct them to head east. Shotguns ahead east, pointing the way through the misty wood, while your gaze remains fixed on the approaching minions of Koratel. Without delay, the four travellers rush on the direction you indicated, leaving you alone in the path of the Oturok. Well, I hope they don't rush in, run into anything else. But I guess it's probably for the best to put as much distance between them and the Oturok as possible. Suddenly, the five Oturok halt and begin to examine the ground. You realise this may be your chance to leave your travellers safety while keeping ahead head of the Oturok. Hmm. Alright, I've got two options. Attempt to stay ahead of the Oturok or hold your ground and face the Oturok band. I mean, you could go for either way. Staying ahead, I keep near the travellers and anything else they might come across. But if I face the Oturok, I deal with their most Prodamon fret. Immediately then I can rush back to them quickly before they get into any other trouble. Without, you know being dis without my attention being distracted. Alright, you know what? Random.org It's time for that. Alright, 
between one and two. This is just a lot easier than the coin flip thing. Number one. Attempt to stay ahead of the Otawak. Believe me, your best chance is to get the lost travellers out of the forest. And to, and, to avoid and to safety is to avoid combat and keep ahead of the Otawak. You immediately set off to do just that. You quickly overtake the travellers and begin a hasty and lengthy trek out of the cursed wood. Praying all the while you'll be able to outdistance your sinister, silent pursuers. Picking a number. Bonus of 59. 19 from woodmanship. 10 from agility. 10 from mind. 10 from body. And 10 from spirit. I've got to get 59. Got to get 75 or more. Or they'll catch up. Pick now. 86 success. 16 XP to general. The first leg of your trek out of Fogball proceeds without incident, as you're able to stay well ahead of the Otrok to continue to diligently pursue you. With a band of Otrok still in pursuit, you bravely leave on, lead on, praying that you'll leave the east, reach the eastern end of the wood before you're overtaken by the fearless minions of Coratel. Would they just follow me out of the wood? Hmm. Well, we know they can leave the wood, but presumably, presumably, Coratel put some sort of, put some sort of, I guess, programming in them so they can't just get kited to the far side of the country and then defeated at leisure. I mean, you've seen it happen in in real-time strategy games where you put where your, your units are aggressive. And you leave them for five minutes and they're all spread all over the map and dying. Yes. Anyway, it's the same check again. Pick now. 108 success. Another 16 XP to general. The second leg of your trek out of Fogbar proceeds without incident as you're able to stay well ahead of the Otrok to continue to diligently pursue you. With the band of Otrok still present, you bravely lead on. Praying you'll reach the eastern edge of the wood before you're overtaken by the fearless minions of Coratel. Picking a number. Bonus of 59. Yep, same again. Pick now. 99. Success. 16 XP to general. The third leg of your trek out of Fogbar proceeds without incident as you are able to stay well ahead of the Otrok that continue to diligently pursue you. With the band of Otrok still in pursuit, you bravely lead on. Praying you'll reach the eastern edge of the wood before you're overtaken by the fearsome, fearless minions of Coratel. I guess they are fearsome and fearless. Alright. Same check again. Pick now. 134. Success. Another 16 XP to general. The fourth leg of your track out of Fogbrook continues, proceeds without incident as you're able to stay well ahead of the Otrok that continues to diligently pursue you. Okay, how many legs will there be? I mean, we've passed the we passed three, so who knows? With a band of Otrok still in pursuit, you bravely lead on, praying you'll reach the eastern edge of the wood before you're overtaken by the fearless minions of Coratel. Now, uh, now, if this was a if this was made later in the game, I'd assume that I'd assume that these ifs would be one of those cumulative checks where. The bit higher you roll, the more progress you make. But this was in the game before they had those. 
So I think it's just a fixed number of legs that you just get through. Alright, same check again. Pick now. 124 success, 16 XP to general. The fifth and final leg of your trek out of Fogbore proceeds without incident. Are you able to stay well ahead of the Otoro that continue to diligently pursue you? 128 experience to general, 128 experience to woodmanship. At last, much to your relief, as well as that of your four charges, you emerge from the fog-bound forest onto the mist-covered plain that borders the wood on the east. There is no longer any sign of the pursuing Oteruk, and you are thankful not to have been forced to accept the grim task of engaging them. The travellers thank you for having saved them from the perils of the forest and introduced themselves to you. You politely return their introductions and are promptly met with a series of shoulder crosses. The lone woman among the four travellers you've rescued, Julia, hands you a tattered piece of woodpelf that has been crafted into a belt. Patches of grey and black fur cover the crude piece of attire. What's another one of those? Once again, this tattered wolf pelt, covered with clumps of grey and black fur, has been crafted into a crude belt. It was given to you by Dunlea, one of the four lost travellers you rescued from the perils of Fogball Forest. Please, don't consider this a gift, he says. I found this tied to a tree limb when we first plunged into wood. I'm sure there's little of you, but perhaps it can serve as a reminder of your heroic deed? Thank you, Sir Crokington. You see the four travellers safely to Ashla. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's definitely, that's definitely the safest place around. You know, unless, of course, there's another invasion of Oteruk, but then nowhere's really safe from that. <laughs> you see the four travellers safe to Ashley, and after recovering for a time in the Sage Law, the town's only tavern, you once again prepare to resume your exploration of Rockborough. Hmm, I'd have it so you fully heal after this, but oh well. Back to regular exploring, and... Well, we're... we're Gonna wait until we get another suddenly. Uh, and here's a new thing. I found a mysterious circle of stones. You will return to it in the future whenever you explore Fogwar Forest, the outer wood. Not far from the eastern head edge of the wood, you discover a circle of stones. A collection of head-sized rocks forms a wing around the broad, flat, moss-covered slab of stone. The mist that, that swirls across the forest floor becomes at times thick enough to obscure all the stones. A close examination of the stone reveals the word Bellwood engraved upon its surface. Ooh, Bellwood again! Uh, so it's definitely going to be something, of, something that's going to turn up. We'll have to probably do something about it. Because Bellwood is uh, ab abandoned. So we're probably going to have to, you know, restore it or something. Whatever it may be. And, and, and that's that. And another thing. Nearly a mile inside the southern border of Fogbrough, you come upon the gruesome scene of a recent battle. Dozens of shade goblin corpses litter the forest floor. Many of them mangled beyond recognition. Several of the slain creatures have had their heads torn from their necks. I mean, on the positive side, less goblins. On the negative side, 
there's something that can just casually tear through goblins. Admittedly, lots of things can, but it's probably a new thing, because otherwise they just ran away from it. Or something. Several of the slain creatures have had their heads torn from the necks. Okay, something very strong. Is it the Oterok? Probably the Oterok. You quickly search through the goblins' remains and discover nothing of any interest or value. Content, there is nothing more to be found here. You once again resume your exploration of the wood. Alright. Back to pausing for something else to come up. Less than a mile inside the eastern edge of the cursed forest. In an area of stony mist-filled hollows, you stumble across an unnerving scene. It's the north of where you stand, rising out of the mist of several frogbore forest. It's the half-completed shell of a grand, towering wooden stone structure. A vast legion of Oterok toil silently all around the structure, moving heavy timbers and large blocks of cut stone into place, using little more than the sheer strength afforded by their numbers. You have little doubt you are witnessing the construction of the Woodland Fortress. Fortress of the Wenegade Sorceress Coratel. Now, I'm feeling in some other games, you'd be able to attack this place, and it would be nearly impossible, and you'd probably just die. But your character's smart enough to realise that's not going to work out well until you have, you know, at least until you have, you know, allies or a secret passage or some some sort of edge other than one guy just what just just soloing this entire fortress and i mean this is a proper fortress it's got it's probably has crenellations it's got probably got like walls and gates and all that good stuff you realize the danger you're in by lingering so close to so many outwork and quickly slip off into the forest to resume your exploration. And pause once more. Here's another suddenly. While moving through the more open air of the region of the misty cursed wood, you suddenly catch sight of something moving through the trees to the west. Cautiously, with your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you steal westward through the squatting forest as your eyes attempt to make out the monstrous shape looming out of the forest ahead. Standing atop the small mound that rises out of the thick fog, swirling across the forest floor, you stare to your west, your eyes fixed on the shape of a towering castle, eerily silhouetted against the ghostly backdrop of swirling mist. You make several attempts to approach the castle, but each of the endeavours ends inexplicably in failure, leaving you lost in a tangled bra- patch of bra- bramble, no closer to the phantom structure than, when, than you were when you began. Sensing that powerful magic protects the castle, you decide that, for now, you'll be content with viewing the fog-swelded structure from afar. Alright, a a castle in the forest, 
And it's not the castle that Coratel is building. It's a different, older fortification. Is this linked to the Beowoods? Of course, of course I know, but I'm going to leave it a bit open. Nightmarish Denison's his Lono Turok Scout. Quick combat that. You step back from the remains of the slain Oturok Stout and spend a few moments catching your breath. Your sound of your brutal fight against the minions of Coratel have replaced by the eerie, echoing noises that pervade this watching domain of mist and shadow. When at last you're ready, you once again set off and resume your exploration of the cursed wood. And so on. Great. Pausing once more. In the northeast corner of the outer wood, close to a mile inside the forest edge, you stumble upon a grim and mysterious scene. Lone, lying strewn about about a hundred yards swath of the fog shrouded forest floor, are the unmoving bodies of at least fifty Oturok. There were no visible signs of violence anywhere on the fallen beings of wood and iron. Wait, fifty? How did she get 50? From what little you have been able to deduce, you summarise they must have simply collapsed in this location. While you suspect that the renegade sorcerer's Coratel may have something to do with the events that transpired here, you find a sliver of hope in the field of lifeless Coratoks. Okuwakts. You realise the Otorok either collapsed alone, which means their lifespan, once initiated, is not permanent. Or that Cortel was, for some reason, driven to control, destroy a portion of her own creation. Well, that all this two people with Oturux and they're, they're fighting each other. After carefully searching through the graveyard of Oturux and finding nothing that either proves or disproves your theories, you once again set off to resume your exploration of the cursed wood. And boss, uh, I've just encountered the slate the shade goblins. You're about to move away the slain shade goblins. You're about to move away from the green seam and resume your exploration when you suddenly spot something moving to the north. Your pulse quickens and your eyes lock onto the small tall, swiftly moving forms of three Otoak. Becomes apparent the three wooden iron beings. Fearless minions of Coratel have not yet spotted you. As you watch the Oturok make their way towards the slain goblins, you realise that these deadly magical creatures are very likely the culprits of the brutal attack that led to the gruesome slaughter of the humanoids. And that's my job! Engage the Oturok, of course. You su suddenly, before you've had a chance to formulate a plan of attack, the three Oturok whip their heads in your direction. Without delay, the tall wooden beings begin being starting in your direction. The three Oturok will be upon you in moments. Hold your ground and face the Oturok. The three Oturok swiftly close in around you and attack. You position yourself to face the wooden enemies one at a time. It's Oturok, one of three, just quick combating these. Remember, they can become scaled, but not if I kill them first. Uh, okay, I've got 8 XP for all three of them. The l that's 8 XP each for the three of them. 
The last of the three Oturks crumples into a pile of splintered wood at your feet. You step back from the shattered remains of the wood and iron being and spend the next few moments catching your breath. It's now obvious to you, the Oturk, for not necessarily these three, were responsible for the slaughter of the slayed goblins. Thankful to have survived your encounter with the fearless minions of Koratel, you quickly survey your surroundings before once again resuming your exploration of the fog-filled forest pause. While making your way through a rolling bank of fog, you're suddenly taken aback by the appearance of a strange greenish glow animating from the surrounding mists. You cautiously approach the glow and discover its source. Hovering inches above the rotting foliage that covers the forest floor is the glowing apparition of an old bearded man. You stop in front of the spectral figure and watch with growing fascination as the image of the old man turns in your direction and speaks in a low tone. My heir, find my heir. The flame of Castle Bellwood must burn again. Bellwood again! Without warning, the apparition flickers and then vanishes. You believe that the image of the old man was not a ghost, but a magical message through which you have you have little idea how long ago it was created. As you once again set off through the fog, you find your thoughts returning to the words imparted to you by the image of the old man. My heir, the flame of Castle Balewood must burn again. Alright, and pause. I've just encountered the slain, another pile of slain shade goblins. You're about to move away from the green scene grim scene and resume your exploration when you suddenly spot a tall green robed figure moving through the trees to the west your heart skips a beat when you realize it's a young golden haired woman something inexplicable tells you the woman upon whom you gaze is none other than the renegade sorceress Koratal. the woman turns and begins walking slowly towards the scene of the goblin carnage her head turns from side to side with each step as she apparently studies the fog-bound forest that surrounds... Wait, do I have an item that I'm supposed to use on her? Uh, uh, the... Yes, I think I was given something. Uh, uh, stop at vial, yeah. Stop at vial, use that. Well, nope, nope, not close enough to... Suddenly, the young woman's eyes widen as she turns in your direction. Then... In a single fluid motion, her left hand shoots to her neck, and her fingers close around a glittering emerald claps adorning the top of her robe. A, gr- a bright green mist rises up from the fog-enshrouded forest floor and envelops her. In a matter of moments, not a trace of the golden-haired woman remains. You are certain you have just encountered Coratel. You are also certain the sorceress now know- knows that the famed adventurer... Sir Crokington prowls the cursed forest that remains her only sanctuary. After waiting a few minutes to see if she reappears, you will last set off on your way, wondering when you'll next run into the Wenegade Sorceress. Yes, and presumably next time we may well have to fight. Keep exploring. There's a scout. And yep. And anyway, pause once more. 
in the southern region of the outer wood, nestled deep within the expansive, with an expansive patch, tangled with briars and thick brangle. Bramble, you discover the dark mouth of a cave set into the base of a lone stony hill. You made a special note of this location, Cave in the Briars. You will return to it in the future when you explore the Fogbore Forest, the Outer Wood. You stand at the bottom of a stony hill that rises out of the mist of a tangled patch of briar and bramble. So since the base of the slope is the dark mouth of a cave, mists of fog swirl about your feet disappear into the shadowy cave. Heal first and then enter the cave. A large, roughly circular chamber makes up the entirety of the cave's interior, standing in the centre of the cave, with the glow of your light splashing off the dank and leaching-covered walls, who stare in wonder at a series of intricate engravings chiselled into the rock. The engravings depict several fur-clad humans standing amidst a large pack of wolves. The tallest of the humans, a man holding, holding an axe over his shoulder, is garbled in various pieces of attire that almost serve to give him the appearance akin to wolves standing at his side. Kin to the wolves standing at his side. Suddenly, a thin column of smoke rises out. Out of, out of thin air, only a few feet from where you stand. You watch in amazement as the vapours rapidly condense and the phantasmal image of a fur-clad man appears in the midst of the smoke. A heavy axe is hung over the man's shoulders and his head, torso, waists, arms, legs, hands and feet are clad in what appears, appears to be wolf skin. A thick piece of wolf pelt stretches over his shoulders and down over his broad back serving as a fur, as a fur cape. The, da- the dark-eyed, black-haired man studies you intently with fierce, unsettling eyes. You are not prepared, he says, his voice reminiscent of the wumble of distant thunder. So I can't quite do that. Return here when you are complete. Before he can even attempt to ask what he means, his image dissolves into a rapidly dissipating column of smoke. In a matter of moments, there is no further sign of the ghostly figure. After making a quick search of the cave and finding nothing of any further interest, you step back out into the misty wood. Okay, now, obviously, it seems that what you do here is you equip the tattered wolf pelt things. And I haven't even got the vest yet, so... No. no. I've not got enough tattered wolf pelt things yet. I mean, I've got... I've got arms and legs... And and waist and back, but no... I think the only thing I'm really missing is... Is, is the... Ta- is some torso armour for the... For the tattered wolf belt, I've got hands, hands and feet and arms and legs and and the waist and the back. Yeah. Okay. Move away and continue. All right. Once I've got got one more tattered wolf belt thing, I will return there. 
and if I've got them I'll keep them because there's absolutely no way to get rid of them at all ever of course they're they're weightless but still quite annoying extra scrolling and all that anyhow time to pause once my time to pause you once more while I try and look for something else. Another new place. You've made, I found a deep. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready to spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Shimmering pool, I can go back there. In a dark, tangled section of the misty wood, you discover a wide and dark pool of shimmering water. Nothing grows in either the water at the edge of the pool, and none of the forest fog blows across its passive mirror-like surface. I can gaze into the pool, you lean over and stare down into the dark, shimmering, reflective surface of the pool. Your own image stares back at you, but something about your appearance is strange. The eyes of your own reflection staring up at you from the surface of the shimmering pool flicker brightly for a few seconds before returning to their familiar state. An eerie feeling comes over you, and you abruptly step back from the edge of the pool. Alright, let's drink from this pool. You sloop down from the edge of the pool and clump your hands. Carefully you lean forward and examine a handful of dark, cold, shimmering water and take a long, refreshing drink. A strange sensation immediately comes over you. Strange sensation. Abruptly fade, rapidly fade when he's awake, you are left feeling somehow different. And I think what's just happened is my Neville Reserve Maximum has gone up by three. Which is, which is pretty nice. In a tangled check section of the misty wood, you discover a wide. Alright, you must wait 59 minutes before you can again drink from the pool. So, every time you drink from it, you can, you can roll a boost to one of the three. Roll a temporary boost. To one of the two MRSP or NV, they last for a few hours, and it can be any of them. I think between one and three, it's just a little boost that you might need. You might need in some situations. So before you're doing anything really tough, go here, get your boost. You might as well. And pause once more. While passing through the northern portion of the swirling wood, taking great care not to lose your way in the swirling banks of fog that blanket the forest, you suddenly hear what can only be described as something large moving nearby. Filled with an immediate and profound sense of dread, you freeze in your tracks and listen, and listen with bated breath the unmistakable sound of something dragging itself across the grounds of the south. Whatever it is, it's moving swiftly away from you. Investigate the sound. 
You spring forward through the mist, your senses alert for the first sign of peril as your eyes focus on the fog-blanketed forest floor. 32 experience, the general. You've covered just over 30 yards. Guards, when you suddenly come upon the distinct trail of a truly massive creature, the trail four feet wide and several inches deep appears to be created by the passing of a large serpent as you stand staring down at the impossibly large track left in the wake of the gigantic unknown beast. A shudder runs through you. The thought of encountering whatever created this trail alone in the tangled, shadowy confines of the fog-laden wood is more than just a little unsettling. Firing to aim and alert for any further sign of the mysterious creature, you once again resume your exploration of the forest and pop. You are why? While exploring the western region of the outer wood, you arrive at the west the edge of a dense patch of thorny vines. You've made a special note of this location, a tangled maze of thorny vines, and we'll return to it in the future whenever you explore Fogwell Forest, the outer wood. You're standing at the edge the entrance of an outer bone patch of thorny vines, bramble and bracken. A narrow path winds its way into the maze of towery vegetation and becomes quickly lost from sight amidst the tangled, fog-shrouded foliage. Now and again you think you can see something moving in the undergrowth on either side of the path. Enter the tangled maze of thorns. With your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you plunge into the thorny maze. Alright, this is just one... It says it's a maze, but it's really just one... It's just one twisty road. A towering... The towering walls of bracken, bramble and thorny vines lean in... Lean... Lean in on, on you as you cautiously make your way through the maze of vegetation. At times you catch sight of what appears to be to be barbed tendrils slithering slithering through the thick foliage. Alright, and went northeast a bit. Without warning, several of the green, fawn laden tendrils twist in twist into the un, into the undergrowth on either side of the path. Shoot out and attempt to take hold of you. You attempt to, do to dodge the, weave the weaving vine. The wiving vine, eager to avoid ending up in its deadly graph. Pick your number. Bonus of 58. 19 from woodmanship. 20 from agility. 19 from luck. Got to get 75 or more or get tangled up. Pick now. 134. Success. You nimbly dodge the thorny... The thorny tendrils attempt to take hold of you and quickly counter the vine's surprise attack. The massive, thorn-laden vine weaves, weaves about wildly as it waves up into the air. You bravely, bravely hold, hold your ground as you prepare to battle the thick, the large thorny tendril. It's a thorny tendril, it's a fighting against it. It... It, l it lunges at you. It, l it lashes at you. Maybe it lunges as well, but but mainly it lashes. Anyway, it is slain. 
38 experience. The, thor- the thorny tendril shudders and then goes limp as it collapses into the path in front of you. You watch. You watch as it rapidly withers and retreats into the dense foliage at the edge of your path. Ah, it's easier now, my glasses are on. <laughs> A sudden movement along the overgrown path freezes you in your tracks. You take several steps along the path back and, ins- and instinctively assume a defensive stance as a large ball of thorny vines rolls into you into view and bounces along the track towards you you realise with much to your horror that the strange ball of vegetation is actually a living creature that doesn't like you you step forward and attempt to boldly engage the fall of the ball of thorns now rapidly bouncing into your bouncing your way it's a ball of thorns you stab your enemies and the ball of thorns hauls itself at you the enemy deals you a brutal blow for seven damage and anyway it is slain 4xp with the ball of thorns now little more than a scattering scattering of tattered tendrils on the path before you Check over your gear and probably set off on your way. Alright, go going southeast a bit. It's another check. Fawn lane and tendrils, same check as before. 140 success. You nimbly dodge the thorny vandals attempt to take hold of you and quickly counter the vine surprise attack. So okay, it's another thorny tendril, same as the first one pretty much. Did a savage blow for some damage and then some more damage 12 then 15 right another 38 experience for defeating that all right making my way south it's a ball of thorns we fought those before just quick combat it all right it's another thorny vine shooting at me 127 success quick combat the thorny tendril 38 xp going along so what is it? A vine, eager to avoid. Without warning, several of the green thorn laned and tendrils twisted into an undergrowth on either side of the path. Shoot out and attempt to take hold of you. You attempt to dodge the writhing vine, eager to avoid ending up in his deadly deadly grasp. Pick a number. Bonus, total of 58. Success, 75. Big now, failure. The tendril takes hold of you. It's long, deadly thorns biting into your flesh as the thine wraps itself around you. Five damage. The massive, you valiantly struggle to free yourself from the crushing grip of the massive thorny vine. Picking a number. Bonus of 50, 68. 19 from woodmanship. 10 from agility. 19 from body. 20 from might. Alright, it's going to get 75 or more to escape I guess pick now 134 you managed to break free from the tendrils tendrils powerful gasp and the vine we cause you land in a heap in the middle middle of the path wasting no time you stagger to your feet and turn to engage the thorny tendril the massive thorn laden 
vine weaves about wildly as it veers up into the air. You bravely hold your ground as you prepare to engage, prepare to battle the large thorny tendril. Thorny tendril. This is the fight, 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 fight. Severe, savage blow, 11 damage. It is slain. 38 XP. The thorny tendril shudders as it goes limp, as it collapses and into the path in front of you. You watch with, as the vine rapidly withers and then retreats into the dense foliage at the, at the, at the edge of the path. Alright, I'm on the south side. Alright, so another weaving vine. Let's quick combat. There's the fight. It is slain. 38 in speed. It's another vine. 132 success, quick combat, 38 XP. Alright, it's another vine. Quick combat that, 38 XP. Go north for two spaces. It's a vine. It's, it's, it's lashing altitude. Pick a number, 38. 50, no, 58 bonus, success, 75. Failure with 67. I take 4 damage, wraps around me. I struggle to get out. Bonus 68. Gotta get 75. Gotta find my way out. Engage it. Fawny tendril. And so on. Anyway, it is slain. 38 XP. It's another ball of thorns. Just quick combat it. 4 XP. It's a va. Several of the greasy. Green thorn ladle dines, twists into thunder growth on either side of the path, shoot out and attempt to take hold of you. You attempt to dodge the weave the weaving vine, eager to avoid lending up its deadly grasp. Pick a number, bonus fifty eight, success seventy five, pick now ninety nine, success. You nimbly dodge the the thorny vine jaws attempt to take hold of you and quit quickly counter the vine surprise attack. The massive four-labeled, four-labeled vine weaves, weaves about wildly it veers up into the air. You bravely hold your ground as you prepare to battle the large thorny tendril. Quick combat. Slashes out at you. Anyway, it is slain. 38 XP. Well, we're near at the end. One more. And there's the end. 156 experience to general and 38 experience to all skills and powers. Woo! That's quite a lot for something quite quick, really. You wait, you reach the end of the, the narrow winding trail. Trail and suddenly find yourself. Yourself standing at the southern end of a clearing. In the middle of the clearing, on a small area of dark, upturned earth. Is a patch of colourful mushrooms. Alright. You reach the edge of the the edge of the narrow winding trail and suddenly find yourself standing at the southern edge of a clearing. In the middle of the clearing, the small at the small part of a dark upturned earth is a patch of colourful mushrooms. You're sta- you're standing at the edge Edge of a small patch of colourful mushrooms in a clearing at the 
at the edge, centre, at the centre of the tangled maze of thorny vines. Something inexplicable tells you that eating one of these mushrooms, which vary wildly in size and colour, will likely produce a beneficial effect. Which is poor course. You just you just know that. Of course, if you're in real life and you just found some random mushrooms, honestly, you'll probably poison yourself. Or make yourself have some really wild hallucinations. But Sir Croakington is, uh, has, uh, is a master of woodsmanship. So, yes, yeah, pro- he probably knows that. She probably knows that sort of stuff. Anyway, examine the mushrooms more closely. You carefully look over the mushrooms sprouting up through the dark soil and attempt to decide which one you will pick up and devour. Small green, large green, small yellow, large yellow, small purple, large purple, or I can just leave the mushroom pouch. All of these have positive effects. So, um, you know what, random.org, one to six, pick now, one. All right, I'm taking a small green mushroom, take a small green mushroom, promptly devour it, you feel refreshed and rejuvenated after eating the mushroom, but the mushroom, but the sensations quickly fade. Still, you can't help but notice something is different, though you're not certain exactly what. As you look back at the mushroom patch, you're shocked to find the other mushrooms have vanished. You only get to eat one mushroom, because otherwise we'd just be greedy, and we're heroes. Heroes aren't greedy, except greedy. Except, uh, except they actually are, but, <laughs> but not, not in a way that, you know, hurts people. As you turn back to look at the mushroom patch, you're shocked to find the other mushrooms have vanished. Alright, yep, and so on, so on, so on. I thought I had more health than I did. I only have 222. I have more than that. Anyway, my my MR has been boosted by 3. This is another place where you can get temporary, temporary boosts to your stats. You turn and leave the mushroom patch without delay. You make your way along the twisting trail that leads out of the maze of vines of bramble. Alright. Having already penetrated to the heart, heart of the strange labyrinth, you've no doubt you could easily reach it again. Move away from here, continue your exploration. Now I can go back there at any time and try and see what other boosts I could get. Boost temporary boosts, just a few just one, two, three points. You get to choose them this time though. So, yep, so anyway, if you, you, you can quickly find out which, which mushrooms give you which stats. I think the small mushroom, I think the rules is the small mushrooms rise your stats more, but the large mushrooms last longer. Or something like that. Anyhow, plenty of places to go now. I've explored, I have now have eight 
locations I can go back to at any time. Although admittedly, a lot of them don't really do anything. Like... The Otorot Graveyard. It's just there. It doesn't seem to be anything you can do there. You're just like, there's a lot of lot of smashed Otoroks that just stopped working. That doesn't seem to particularly do anything. Anyway, keep. Oh, gonna pause. Keep exploring. Oh wait, I actually don't. I actually have more SP than I thought. Thought I did. I was confusing current with max. My max is three two two. Anyway, back back to. Back to random exploration and pause. And here's something new. You skip your heart skips a beat as the pool beneath your feet suddenly gives way, revealing a broad pool of bubbling grey murk. You instantly plunge in up to your waist. What 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 was it up to halfway up me? Up to your waist in the perilous morass. Uh, up to my hose, maybe? Yeah, it's difficult. It's different. I'm half. I'm halfway submerged. However, that works when you're a toad. As you struggle but fail to find a firm fit of footing in the mud, in the mo in the ooze, your pulse quickens and you begin to splink, sink deeper into the mire. You, you realise in a matter of moments you'll be pulled under. All right, so I could attempt to reach the edge of the pool, or decide. Not to struggle against the grip of the morass for some reason. Presumably, I, I don't know why you'd try that, other than it's an option. It's one of the two options you can click. Because presumably, you just die? Because that's what usually happens when you get plugged, get pulled into mire and muck. You just die. And I don't want to die, so attempt to reach the edge of the pool. You struggle towards the edge of the pool, praying that you will be able to reach a solid ground before the treacherous morass pulls you under. Pick now! It was a bonus of 49. I should have read that. Oh well, 107 success. You manage to claw your way out of the edge of the pool and pull yourself onto solid ground. Wary and covered with muck and ooze, you spend some time cleaning, your, cleaning yourself off and resting. Before you once again setting off to resume your exploration. Keep exploring. There's a what snail. They're large and snaily. Oh yeah, I, I, I also sold some stuff for 2,000 gold just now. Okay, one. We're just past an hour, so one more event. And then... One more, you know, new event... And then that will be it for this episode. We're spending a lot of time here. Oh well. While passing through a boggy region of the outer wood, you happen upon a small dark ball fed by a tickling stream. You're about to approach the pool when you suddenly spot a young woman clad entirely in green, seated upon a large rock at the water's edge. Hmm, green. Young woman, it must not be Coratel, because I think we'd have noticed that and, you know, mentioned it. The young woman turns to face you, and you are at once struck by her beauty. 
Before you can over offer a greeting, however, a sinister and unexpected change comes over her smiling face. You're not welcome here, says the young woman as her eyes begin to glow as if replaced by flame. You tress and pass in the domain of the Lord of the Wood. Perhaps I might find you a more suitable place for your ill-advised exploration. A series of staggering pains suddenly shoot through your skull, causing you to cry out in agony as you instinctively clamp both hands, both paws, I guess, to the side of your head. I'm not sure what they call them when they're toads. You're... And also my head is very big, <laughs> compared to the rest of me anyway. Your vision blurs, and the sounds surrounding you start to become muted as you realise, with growing horror, the mysterious young woman is attempting to teleport you, and apparently that takes a while, and you understand how that feels like? I guess it's just some... It's happened a few times, so you've become used to it. Okay, well anyway, I have two options. Attempt to stave off the teleportation, or decide not to resist it. Hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you resist? You have no idea where you're going to be teleported. You could just be teleported somewhere just outside the forest. Or you could be teleported into the middle of a volcano. Or you could be teleported into a lady's boudoir. Which would be really awkward. You've no idea where you're going to be sent. So you should... You know, so you should try to stave it off. But there's an option not to resist it. So random.org. Tell me what to do. Apparently I'm going to attempt to stave off the teleportation. You struggle to resist a mysterious young woman's attempt to teleport you. Picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from aura, 20 from mind, 20 from spirit. Got to get 75 or more or be teleported to somewhere. Pick now. 74. Failure. Well, I guess I'll find out. But not willingly. The pain in your head increases and suddenly everything goes black. An instant later, you're plummeting through impenetrable darkness. You land with a dull thud. Back on, flat on your back, on an unforgiving surface. After painfully regaining your breath, you stagger to your feet and employ reliable light as you survey your new surroundings. The glow from your light source splashes off the stone blocks as you wake up. In the walls of the dark corridor at which you're standing. In various places, elaborate scenes have been engraved upon the blocks. You study the scenes for several minutes and come to the unsettling conclusion that you've fallen into an ancient tomb. An uneasy feeling descends upon you as you set about the grim task of finding a way out of this shadowy lair. You're standing at the spot in which you first landed in this ancient tomb. The, the glow from, from your light slashes off the walls of the dark, damp corridor. Moving elaborate scenes that, you have been, that have been engraved upon the stone blocks. 
With glowing trepidation, your eyes gaze into the gloom of the past jet. Alright, going off. Okay, this is a pretty small dungeon. There's a circle, and then there's the all boots off it to the northeast, northwest, and southwest. Alright, I'm taking out the southwest little corridor. Little passage. Alright, there's something to the something to the north. Something something here at the end of the passage. You step into a large square room just off the main corridor's corridor and immediately recognise the space to be the Crypt's burial chamber. A large, ornately, ornate, ornately engraved sarcophagus or something's going to come to life and try to kill me. That always happens when you find a sarcophagus. The final resting place for whoever was entombed here long ago. The stone lid of the sarcophagus has been slid to one side. The cavity hidden beneath his bulk, which once held a corpse, is empty. It's already comes alive, so I guess he's wandering around trying to kill me. Or someone else. Maybe someone else came in earlier and, you know, activated it. A faint hiss, hollowed by a chilling, unmistakable sound of ragged breath. Breath sends your heart racing. You turn to find a staggering... A decayed finger, stalking towards you out of the thick gloom that clings to the far side of the chamber. An overpowering sense of decay fills the womb, and you are suddenly overcome by an almost paralysed sense of dread. The shadowy, lurking figure, clad in the tattered remnants of his once refined attire, steps slowly into your pool of light. The gru- a gruesome figure, his head, arms and torso, rigged with missing chumps, chunks of decayed flesh, staggers forward and points an accusing finger at you. You're not welcome here, he was. My eternal rest, granted to me by the lord of this wood, is not to be disturbed. Go forth from here at once. Lest you wish to learn why it is that my name, Zimdrul, is still whispered in fear within the wood. You sense, beyond the shadow of any doubt, that you are in the presence of a powerful undead being. So I can engage Zimdrul, all levers ordered. Well, I think think the thing is, I'm probably going to have to fight you eventually, so let's just do it. Engage Zubjul. Zubjul staggers back and attacks, swiping at you through his long, blackened claws. Although, admittedly, I've just bumped... Well, okay, I was teleported in here. So, presumably, you're in league with the random teleporter lady, which means you're a bad guy. So, I'm gonna... I'm justified in fighting you. That is... That is the logic I'm going with. It's Zubjul or Fogbra. Alright. Zibdul staggers forward and swipes at you with his decaying hand. Alright, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Zibdul heals himself, but not enough. And is slain. 8 XP and then 64 XP to general. A low groan escapes Zibdul's watting lips 
as the undead being slumps to the floor. While struggling to catch your breath, you stare down at the brutalised remains of Zubdul, and an uneasy feeling suddenly takes hold of you. And that is at that precise moment that you catch sight of something that sends a shudder racing through you. Zubdul's corpse is tricking. It's going to come to life again, isn't it? You step back and watch in horror as Zubdul swiftly rises. The powerful, wizen, undead being fishes on a fixes as his chilling gaze on you before turning and promptly dissolving into the gloom against the far wall. You hurriedly scan the shadows for any sign of Zubdul, but find none. Zubdul or Fogbar has vanished. A quick but thorough search of the burial chamber turns up a large number of items for many are an advanced sense of decay and have no discernible notes. Despite the overall, overall poor condition of the ocean room, you manage to find the following. Okay, here's some loot. Including... Including a, an unmatched studded leather belt. I'll take these and sell them later for GOLD! And also just two gold tokens. One on the left, and one at the top right, apparently. It doesn't say where they are. Maybe they're together. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you make your way out of the chamber and prepare to resume your exploration of the crypt. Alright, going to explore... Oh, the sound of movement from the shadows ahead brings your exploration of the tomb corridor to an abrupt halt. You instinctively draw yourself into combat-ready stance as the prowling skeleton looms into view. Out of the gloom, it's a prowling skeleton. Well, prowl no more! Stop prowling in my face! I'm going to stab you for it. The skeleton hisses viciously as it claws at you. And it is slain for XP. Standing over the unmoving remains of your undead foe, you listen intently for any sign that more denizens of the ancient crypt are lurking nearby. After several minutes, convinced you are alone in this corridor, you once again set off on your way through the musty tomb. Alright, keep going through the northwest corner. Nope, nothing there. Another prowling corpse is going to quick combat that. 2xp for buying that. And there's a question mark on the north side of the main circle. Oh, that's just a way out. Okay. Another prowling corpse. Another 2xp. Alright, I've explored every part of this, this little... Of this place now. It's a prowling ghoul. Hmm. I don't know where all these... I don't know where they're putting all these ghouls because I've only saw one sarcophagus. Do they just 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 do they just have somewhere in the corner? Do they just have just just pile up some things and and they just untangle? It's big, just a big pile of them, and 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 they just start getting up when when you trigger the top. When you trigger the tomb, the tomb security spell, which you know animates them, because it's weird, because you know it would use up all the magic if they just have them wandering around constantly. You reach the base of a set of stone steps that lead up and out of the tomb. 
Thin wisps of fog seeped down the stairs from the cursed forest above, adding to the overall gloom of the planet. Well, at least I wasn't teleported far. Climb out of the ancient crypt. You climb out of the musty crypts and back into the swirling mist of Fogboil Forest. Thankful to be out of the tomb, despite the gloomy surroundings into which you stepped, you quickly survey the area for once again, resuming your exploration. Alright, we're up to an hour and a quarter. One more exploration. It's a boring forest. Okay, one more. Nothing. Blackbone skeleton. Quick combat. It is slain. Okay, that's enough time. So it's been an hour and a quarter. I haven't really, I haven't really progressed some stories. Oh, blimey. We have made progress after all. There are 34, 37 adventures we can go on. There were only 35 a bit ago. Alright, I don't, don't know, sure, not quite sure what's happened. Presumably the serpent has helped unlock some things. What is new? What is new? Mugspool. Okay, the heir to the flame. That's new. So maybe that's the whole Bailwood business. And the headquarters of the Silver Quest. There is the Silver Quest Reborn. Now, I'm going to be asking on the Discord which one I should do first. Or should I just continue exploring Fogboar? But anyway, once once it's been decided, or I'll just pick them at random if no one decides for me. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.